Consequence Podcast Network. <laughs> Mikey's already snorting. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Nick, Nick B. B. Hey, Nick B. Nick B, fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. He was okay. a captain of a destroyer in the Navy. In, in the, the Navy. Navy. <laughs> Back when SARS was a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, SARS? he actually had to resign because what? Uh, his sailors were all sick and they're going to fire him or something. And he resigned to save his sailor's life. Did they say... Sarzy. <laughs> I'll see you later. Oh, the, the queen fired him. Oh, that's right. He's oh, British. Yes. My bad. Sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. I was fired by a mayor once. Is this back when oh. you were a call girl? Uh, no. Oh, jeez. That was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick B, sorry, you got resigned from your Navy job. Okay, now yep. he has time to solve crimes with Officer Boo. Oh, and we'll get to that. Yeah. This episode also brought to you by Ryan. Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Ryan will only watch movies while he's eating. And it's not just one meal. Oh, it's yeah. a meal it's with like a side of meal pancakes. He spread out <laughs> his to-go meal all over the pod table mm. while two other friends are trying to do pod work. Huh. <laughs> one time he said to me, Jim, I'd like to watch a movie while I'm eating my food. That is a direct quote. And clearly I'm talking about Mikey. Hey, Ryan, I'm so sorry I keep saying he. <clears throat> Ryan, I'd like you to do something to make her angry, so I... <laughs> yeah, hey, Ryan, can you do me a favor and reach out to Jen and just yeah. make fun of her on Twitter or yeah, something? So, like, shame that her, way bully she her. <laughs> shames Mikey. Yeah. This episode also brought to you by oh, Matt. Matt. So Matt is from Sweden, and he wants us to tell you some interesting fun facts about Sweden. So here's one. Donald Duck is one of the most important figures in Sweden. What? Every really? year since 1958, on the 24th of December, at 3 p.m., the Donald Duck's Christmas special begins. <gasps> Actually, it's not only this show. Also, other cartoons from the 30s through the 60s join the party. <laughs> the Donald Duck show is actually either the second most watched show of the year or the first. Wow. So a lot of people watch this show. I'm down with any show that promotes no pants. Absolutely. Tops, no bottoms. <laughs> That's a real Mikey look. I got great legs. <laughs> Holy shit. He's basically a king in Sweden. People even tried to elect him as the prime minister a wow. couple times. I don't know how Sweden's king is doing right now, but I would prefer Donald Duck to our current leadership situation. Yeah, I would prefer any of the Disney characters to our <laughs> He wouldn't ever leave that captain because he's a sailor. That's true. He would have sided with the Navy. Yeah. That's true. In the Navy! Welcome back to another episode of The, the Patreonicals. Enough world building. Let's get into this. Let's do uh -oh. it. All right. <laughs> In this unprecedented time of global pandemic, the sunny death virus. <laughs> da -da 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 -da. Cat brings Michael back to Mammotopia. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. He has fencing swords, two fencing swords. Those are his weapons. That's his like Walking Dead-esque cool thing about him. Like Needle? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But bigger. R longer. Yeah. And uncut. Yeah. Jenna's so mad at us <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> so Eddie, Eddie's having a debate with the animals about like who should get. He's talking to the elected officials, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So the owls. So question. No, Does... it's not just owls, Jen. <laughs> Every animal species <laughs> That's elected, very elitist. elects its own representative. <laughs> In the Council of Animals of Mammotopia. Yeah. God. We all know the owls are really a charge. You can guess what Jen's totem animal is. <laughs> so here's my question, though. All right. When he's translating with the animal council. Does he have to translate between each of the animals' animal languages? No. Or do they all speak one? They all speak one universal animal, animal language. Animalese. All animals we'll can talk to each other. Okay. And 
Eddie can talk to animals. Mammals. Oh, okay. Sorry, mammals. Mammal. Yeah. All the mammals speak the same language. He knows the mammary language. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm does sorry. the severed head in this movie. <laughs> uh. well, they're talking about animal best friends and who needs to pick which animal oh. best friends they want. Oh, nice. It's oddly uh. isolating for somebody who doesn't get picked. What if nobody picks me for their animal best everyone friend? Everyone gets assigned. Of course you would. That would be your concern <laughs> in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> everyone gets picked. But what if you get picked by a stupid animal? Like, I don't like not an owl. It's the animals. It's the animals. <laughs> like anything but an owl. Or a magpie. <laughs> you guys, it's the animals picking, okay? First okay. off, don't be an elitist. Mm. I also want to point out that Jen thinks magpies and owls are mammals, apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And everybody's wondering what to do with Matthew's body because he's still in a coma. He's still in a coma? We gotta yeah. wake him up. So Kate comes in and she's like, she's giving attitude to the animal council and Eddie. And she's like, She's whatever. kind of a loose cannon. I found this dude and he's like right there. And, it's a, and Michael's like, Who's that guy in a coma? Oh, that's right, because they found him at a, they found Michael yeah. at a bookstore. Yeah. So anyway, Michael knows who <laughs> Matthew is. Oh wait, he knows yeah. him. He recognizes him. He recognizes. Holy him. shit! Kate leaves again because uh, she's like, I don't really like Mammotopia, but I don't have any place to be. I'm gonna go find some more shit to do. Come okay. to Birdtopia, Kate. She's got some we'll issues, party. but she has an animal best friend. Is it a an animal best friend that is an owl? It's an owl. <gasps> yes. Woo! Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Everything's coming up, Jen. <laughs> so uh, Michael. Sends a page. He has a pager and he sends it out mysteriously. <laughs> oh my God. I got a call from 1995. <laughs> and Eddie's like, man, this is like a great utopia. I'm sorry the world ended, but like now animals and people can live in peace. Yeah, absolutely. And the animal council's like, yeah, but cut to Isaac's <gasps> Thunderdome City. He, oh, yeah, I forgot oh, about the Thunderdome right. City. He gets right. a page. Uh oh. It's from Michael in Mammotopia. Uh oh. <gasps> is he a double agent? Yeah, he is Uh-oh. a double agent. No! Oh my God, Michael. <laughs> He's actually only out for himself. <gasps> He's an opportunist, not a double agent. Mm. Like Isaac's promised him a lot of stuff oh. in Thunderdome City. Like That's his own skyscraper, which is like five stories in the Well, I mean, yeah, but it's because, like, still yeah. big, yeah. So Michael steals a Ford Ranger, throws Matthew's coma body in it, and he drives off. He steals Matthew? <laughs> what? Yes. Oh, my God. And he drives from Arkansas to Kansas? Well, no. He oh, just okay. leaves Mammotopia this episode. Oh, and then okay. Isaac gets the page, and he releases his Mad Max-style war rigs and stuff, all the like, cars and cool stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. to go get the body. They're going to meet halfway. They're meeting in the middle. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what my parents did when they uh, were trading custody of us. Will they make it to the halfway point like Todd's parents in the 90s? Will they make it to Thunderdome? What happened to the rhinoceros? <laughs> <laughs> Find out next week on another episode of The, the Patrioticals. This episode finally brought to you by Chris. Chris. Hey, Chris. Chris just wants everyone to know a, a reminder, and we all need these reminders right now, that you are loved and you are not alone. I really appreciate the listeners. I know it's Mikey Month, but uh, I appreciate the community and the support and the love that this podcast has shown in my life. Yeah. And Chris has been really sweet to everybody, and he wants everybody to, to feel that love and connection and stuff. And yeah. I think it's we'll be a little vulnerable here and say like it's a time for like people need to take care of each other. Agree. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, the, the theme music's dead. What do we do? Oh, no. Hold on, let's ask my creepy roommate. Hello. The theme music it died by itself. I, I, did you theme see music the, dead details later. Yes, I left the note. <laughs> you miss it? My coworker, her fishing girl, he got a condom in his room. And she was like, he had a magnum. <laughs> Welcome to the horror virgin, everyone. I'm not sure I'm sounding off on that oh. one. But I'm Jen. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies and you guys make me watch them. Yep. And this week, you guys made me watch the 1985 
Reanimator. So have you guys seen this movie before? Yes, I have. Well, of course I, you have, because it's Mikey Month and you picked it. Yeah. 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 No, I had never seen it. I had never seen it as well. Yeah. So, Mikey, the, when was the first time you watched it? It came out in 85. The 90s? Okay, yeah, you're probably- I caught it on 85. TV at some point. It was, was, this was on TV? It was edited. Yeah, oh, there's an okay. edited version. And we watched, I'll just be clear about this up front. We watched an unrated version yes. of this. There's a lot of dong now, in this movie. Most of the 80s horror movies I watched were on like USA Network or yeah. like TNT. Okay. Stuff like, mm-hmm. like when I was a kid growing up, I'd watch horror movies on network television. So a lot of it's been edited. So when we, when we watch them, I'm like, oh, this seems different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you think about when you first saw it in the 90s? Like when you were a kid? I was like, oh, man, this is crazy. This is the best. <laughs> yeah. Boobs and body parts. I didn't see any boobs. Because it was on TV. Yeah. yeah. But I was like... Someday I want to meet a nice girl. (laughs) (laughs) Name Barbara. Yeah, I hope I get to go to med school. (laughs) Close, Mikey. Swing and a miss, but close. So, Jen, today was the first time you saw it. What'd you think about it today? I okay. There is one scene that I particularly did not like a lot, but if you take that one scene out, I liked it a lot more than I thought it was going to. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was a little surprised you liked it. This is not like the kind of movie that I would ever choose to watch for myself, which is why I didn't watch it for years because I've heard about this movie what I think they did well was the humor and there was enough like personality to the movie so yes, that like agree. a lot of going. personality agree yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like Dr. West or maybe he's not a doctor quite yet the two main guys Dan and West yeah Dan Dean and West Dean Kane and West Dean Kane <laughs> is not in this movie who had such a crush on him <laughs> so Dan and West I really liked a lot in uh-huh. this movie I do I, I like the movie I thought it was a little slow paced but it was an 80s movie and 80s sort of had trouble with that I think because we just it's been 40 years, or maybe it's 35 years yeah. since this movie, but still. Let me tell you why <laughs> I like this movie. All right. I relate to characters. I like to relate to characters, like kind of like Jen. And it's hard to find good dudes, especially in horror films. Yeah, sure. That's true. But I, I like Dr. Kane. He's like a decent guy. He's like making, you know, doing his best, like loves his girlfriend. Has yeah, a weird that's roommate. Dan? Yeah, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You yeah. keep going, Dan. His, his last name's Kane, though, right? Yeah. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Dan, Dan Kane. I like having a decent guy to root for. Sure. Because as a kid, I definitely did not relate to like Final Girls. I'm like, mm. like this movie's just a guy burning a bunch of women and I, I didn't have like the I was like a little boy so. you hadn't met me yet for me to explain how yeah, awesome it is exactly. I'm pretty sure you didn't think about that until pretty recently <laughs> like the episodes that we did on yeah that. like episode no, 26 definitely definitely <laughs> no there are no women in the thing <laughs> that, that, that's a uh, grave encounter uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah so Jen and I watched way different horror films because yes. of that because I like I like a guy who's not I like I don't like nihilistic and I like I like a good hero to root for so you don't like nihilistic endings but this one's sort of nihilistic, yeah. I'll say. Mm-hmm. Although it's the sort of nihilistic ending that you and I like because it's not a big fuck you to the audience. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, everyone's going to die someday. Let's bring right. him back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or like, yeah. Also, that head was doing pretty well. Maybe he had figured it all out. Yeah. yeah. Maybe she's just going to come back normal. And that's the thing about nihilistic endings because sometimes when they fit with the movie and it makes sense to end the story that way, I think it's great. Yeah. You know? yeah. I, yeah. Liked, I like the ending of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I, so I like that part as like an adult, but I, as a kid, Michael, I was just like, I really like the villain as a decapitated head with the army of zombies. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. But let me just say this as far as pacing goes. We don't even meet the villain villain until like there's only 30 minutes left in this movie. But you, okay, so the movies I picked when I was a kid, yeah. I was like playing Legos while I watched it. There you go. So okay. like I could zone out and do uh-huh. stuff or G.I. Yeah, 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 Joe or yeah. you know whatever. But so I, like, mean, I liked this movie. It was just a slow paced, which is pretty common for 70s and 80s movies. Watching it with y'all in, in, in this capacity, it's well more, it was better directed than I remember. And like, yeah. it really was. It kind of 
well written. Like it was pretty witty. They had some cool Uh shots. Yeah. Yeah. And dude, Dr. West, I thought was very, very funny. Yeah. But he plays it so straight. Yes. It's it's so That was a really great marriage of a character and a script. Yes. And an actor. Yeah. Well, I think the character, he is making that character come to life. Right, right. And that's what I mean with the personality. Like that, there's just so much quirkiness that I really like. And I like the red herring of like, you think he's going to be like the villain villain. Well, I mean, he kind of is. Yeah. He kind of is. But he's like, he's like an idiot. It's hubris. That's what. Yeah. It is, is hubris, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets his comeuppance, so I he thought I, I feel like that all thematically worked out. But I thought it was really great. And to your point about uh, Doctor West, I feel like he took the script and whoever the actor is. And I'm sorry, I don't know his name. I should have done some research, but like he does a great job bringing that character to life and his oh, quirkiness. I, so I don't think it's nearly as funny with a different actor. I don't think so. And either. I've never seen him in anything oh, else. Seen, he's in a lot of stuff. Is he good? Because yeah. he's great. Also, I, there's like sequels to this movie I've never seen. What? Yeah, I've got fun facts about that. What? All right, wait. So West isn't dead? I've never seen the sequels. I mean, maybe he oh got reanimated. God. Oh, I guess that's the point. We right. live in a reality in this Death world where it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, awesome. that this is Marvel Comics or something. <laughs> <laughs> that cat died like nine times. <laughs> Let's get into this fucking movie. So, we're in a German hospital or a Swedish hospital. It's probably Swedish, right? yeah. Hello, Mats. Yeah, no, no, no. It's uh, Switzerland. Switzerland. Yeah, not it's Swiss. Yeah. Swiss hospital. There's a lot of holes in this hospital. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little that milky. joke's a little cheesy. Sorry, that joke's yeah. a little cheesy. I apologize. I like where your head's at. Nailed it. Head cheese. Mm-hmm. Jen, can we please talk yes, about this Yes, please. Okay. And so we hear someone screaming, and they're yelling for Dr. Gruber. This is actually the prequel movie to Die Hard. His name is actually Hans Gruber. No shit. Yeah, that's one of my fun facts. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, and this came out before Die Hard, too. So. Yeah. What? Okay, so we have a bunch of doctors right outside this door, and they finally bust in, and there's a really sweaty man on top of a doctor who's, like, flailing on the floor, and he looks yeah. like he's, like, a Swedish doctor. <laughs> so a sweaty guy is on top of him, and he's got a syringe. Right. And he jumps up, like, jump scarys up, and he's got blood all over his mouth, and then his he's face like, hurts. This is real gross. Like, it no really joke. Is. We're 30 seconds into the movie, and I was already, like, cringing and trying to look away a little uh-huh. bit. Yeah. And then his eyeballs explode. Yeah. And the dude who was on top of him, the sweaty guy, who we're going to find out is Herbert West, um, says, the dosage was too large. And they said, sweaty doctor, you killed him. And he said, I didn't kill him. I gave him life. Or tried to, at least. Tried to, yeah. yeah. And then credits. The longest credits <laughs> Ever <laughs> and they're so boring. Yeah, the credits are pretty boring. Did it's the you worst. notice how the music blatantly rips off Psycho? Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, and quite a few times, like during the jump scares, it's like wee, 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 right, wee. and that was intentional. Yeah, oh, I'm sure it was. Right. Yeah, that was accidental. It's like putting, <laughs> like yeah. the sound guy's like, oh my god, listen to this song I just like figured <laughs> out. This, this sounds so scary, and, and then his engineer's like, um, I need to show you a movie real quick, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what? Dang it! <laughs> the story of Vanilla Ice. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, is it too late to pull it out? Yeah, it's too late to pull it out. We'll just leave it in. No, yeah. one, will, no one will notice. It's fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Across the nation's headlights. <laughs> psycho rips off. But as the not psycho music is playing, we're seeing like diagrams from like Grey's Anatomy, the book. Not Yeah, not the, the show. Book. Yeah. The book is way better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. And so then we cut to Miskatonic Medical Center. Yes. And we see another sweaty man on top of a topless woman trying to resuscitate her. It's not inappropriate so much as it is he's trying to save it's her life. It's yeah. basically a scene from a medical drama. They're doing CPR. It is. Speaking right. of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. He would be McDreamy. I'm just going to say that. Oh, yeah. This guy would be McDreamy. Dan Kane yeah. is McDreamy not a as fella. fuck. Yeah. And West would be McCreepy. Yes. <laughs> I will agree with I that. I say that's what we call him. <laughs> 
Apparently, when he was resuscitating that woman, like he actually hurt the actress because if you do really? that, yeah, like when you do chest compression, sometimes if it you can do crack it correctly, it will crack your sternum. Uh-huh. But you're supposed to because you're supposed to squish the sternum into the heart to he's, pump the blood. He's in it. Yeah. He's sweating. He's, yeah, he looks upset. He's not a terrible actor. He's not a great actor. He's not great. I, but he's great for this part. I yeah. think so too. And he fits the tone of the movie yes. too. Yeah, yeah, I think he does a great job. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Okay, so now she's dead and he has to give up. But then that's how we know that he's like a caring doctor who cares about patients. Yeah. He gets he really even, upset, yeah. He does. He mm-hmm. even pushes her all the way down to the morgue himself. I well, know. that lady tells him to. Well, yeah. One uh, of his teachers. That's right. He's just a student. I forgot. Right. And he's got to walk it off. <laughs> he's a yeah. third-year medical student, so he's like pretty much a doctor. You the the, the medical school in this alternate universe isn't the same, but we'll just go with it. Yeah. Right. Because in my mind, he was already in residency. Like, this was his residency. Yes. He was in a neurosurgical residency. No, because he wasn't a doctor? Yeah, technically he would have. Let's just pretend it yeah. was. If yeah. this was a residency, he technically would already be a yeah, doctor. Yeah, I yes. know. But he, they're like, you're a third-year student. Herbert West is a doctor. They call him Dr. West the whole time, but he's actually the same as that guy. Yeah. None of it makes sense. It, he's a poli sci major. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, I don't, I shouldn't be here. He got his doctorate in sculpting. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I did. mean, we do see a sculpted we head. We do. Okay. He's rolling down um, this. Dead, yeah. The lady who just died. Yeah. Yeah. Lady. yeah. Yeah. Into uh, the morgue. And we see a doctor who looks normal right now, but he's like lasering a hole into a corpse's head. Yeah. And then he sticks like a tooth, a Q-tip It's a Q-tip. In. Yeah. Long Q-tip. And it's terrible. He's like, this is the real way to get earwax. <laughs> the wrong angle, guys. You want to go in through your ear. Do you guys put the Q-tips in your ear? Yeah. I absolutely do. Yeah, yeah, that's how you get the stuff out. Okay, so um, now there's a guy coming in and giving a tour, and we find out he's the dean of the hospital. Yes. And Halsey, I think, is his name, but I called him Dean Dad a lot. Um, well, he is the dad, but I think it exactly. is Halsey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so he's giving somebody a grand tour who turns out to be... McCreepy. Yeah, McCreepy, yeah. which is Dr. West from the beginning. Yes. And this doctor, this tall, evil doctor, is Dr. Hill, and he's like the, the grant generator for the hospital. So he's like a big deal there. He's a big money generator for the yes. hospital, yeah. Uh-huh. And but, he's probably the head of the fellowship or resident residency department or med school or whatever it is. Right. I love this scene because it takes our two dicks and then sets them against each other. Dr. I'm Hill sorry, what are we doing? Oh, I thought you and I. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Mikey, I don't want to do that it's right like now. like Dr. Dan is like, yeah, I lost one. I'm really upset. And then yeah. you see uh, Dr. Hill and Dr. West be like, oh, your research is really derivative and it may mm-hmm. have been a, a Oh, yeah. It's Borders fraudulent. plagiarism. Okay. I'll say this, not defending Dr. Hill because he's not a good guy, but I do feel like he was open to liking Dr. West at first. <laughs> and then Dr. <laughs> Dr. West immediately upon meeting him was like, uh, your work is super derivative. In fact, right. in Europe, it's considered plagiarism. Yeah. And then Dr. Hill's like, Oh, well, fuck you forever, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I can't wait to see you in class. Yeah, exactly. Right? I can't wait to fail you. Yeah. yeah, Dr. West is like, hey, remember this doctor I used to work for? His head exploded, but it's fine. But yeah. all his ideas are way better than <laughs> right. yours. And then Dr. West is like, oh, you think the brain dies after six minutes? <laughs> <laughs> this idiot, right? right? <laughs> and, then he, and then when uh, Dr. Hill says, uh, wait till I see you in class, Dr. McCreepy, and he's like, all right. I'm going to bring a shitload of pencils. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Dan's just standing there like, can I just like move on with my day? Exactly. Like, this is real fucking weird. Can somebody sign my fucking work. form, dude? <laughs> <laughs> just get out of here. Exactly. And the, D, the Dean and Dan were like, this is odd. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So at this point, I was still calling Dan normal doctor. 
but he <laughs> is placing a card on a board because he's got a room for rent. Yes. Which is a death sentence. Never do that. Yeah, I honestly to... feel bad for anyone who has to like rent a room to somebody exactly. that they don't know. And we understand that that happens and that's a fact of life for people. Yeah. Well, you got to take I, the good and the take the bad. And I've been in that situation where I've had to rent the room from somebody, but I have for- been fortunate enough to like actually know the person for well, a long good. time before I moved in with them and technically I still live with them. Yeah, otherwise, uh, <laughs> otherwise you still have to uh, like set up a series of booby traps around the oh, room, yeah. you know? Yeah. But he's yeah, he's, he's he puts on the announcement board I haven't got a room for rent. But he's a college kid, you know? Maybe right. he's looking for another yeah, med student. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it happens. Absolutely. And he's not putting it up at, like, the bus stop. Yeah, it's not Craigslist. Well, no, like, I'm just he's saying at the, He's at the medical school. Yeah, I'm just saying it's, like, risky in any situation to rent yes. from someone you don't know or to someone you don't know at and all. And Dan, I think if, if he has any character flaw, which he has a few... Oh, yeah. yeah. Too easily trusted. Yes. Uh-huh. Definitely is number yeah. one. Yeah. He is on board for Dr. McCreepy immediately. If he had just yeah. listened to Barbara, I'm sorry, to Megan, yes. played by Barbara Crampton, none of this would have happened. So as he's putting this up, a girl comes up to him and starts kissing him. And it's really sweet. But then I, they're immediately fucking. Well, I, I, I actually like no, this, this is a part. Fun scene. I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Oh, of course you think it's a fun scene. No, because of the tickling. No, I know. Because he's like... <laughs> kissing and tickling her and she's like no 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 and then they're like immediately in bed and she's like yeah uh, yeah yeah and for as dirty as we're making it sound it, it's kind of sweet it just shows that they're yeah, a happy couple it's kind of sweet and it's actually pretty appropriate for right. as much boobs as we see later uh-huh. the amount that we see now seems drastically out of proportion to it and yep. it's really not the sex that set up, sets up the characters it's what happens afterwards right because like, she pulls a real Mikey move <laughs> yeah <laughs> she starts getting dressed it's like I gotta go I yeah. can't spend the night here and my dad will know, I gotta go. you know the dean yeah. And you're like, oh, he's dating the dean's daughter. Oh, yeah. But then he's like, but I really want you to stay and cuddle. Yeah. She's <laughs> That's like, a real the Mikey second book. we graduate, yeah. I will marry you. So they are engaged. Yeah. Too. Well, are they engaged? I got the feeling. I didn't they, see a ring on it. No, he had not put a ring on it. He and introduces her to his fiance. Only though. to Dr. West, who right. doesn't matter as far as like, they're, they're on the same level, if that yeah, makes social sense. social structure. But he does not tell the dean until he's like threatening to kick him out of school and right. stuff. So I don't really think they're officially engaged, but they definitely have had the conversation of, Let's get married. I guess it depends on when you become officially engaged, though. If I learned anything from Instagram, it's that unless there's a ring on it and you got your nails done and you're showing it off on Instagram, you're not engaged. With a professional (laughs) photographer. Uh, Yeah. I learned that if you like it, then you better put a ring on it. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. So they're in bed and he like monsters up from under the sheet. And that's kind of a cute Well, because she's gotten dressed at this point. Right. Right. And she's ready to go. So he's chasing her out the door as Uh like a monster. And like bumping into things, which we are going to see a lot of. Later. Yeah, because so he's a, a real Mikey. Sheet yeah. shadowing. It's sheet shadowing for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But then she opens the door and who's there? McCreepy. McCreepy West is there. <laughs> Just holding up the ad in the in the right. mm-hmm. come for the room. Yes, yes, I have. And I, dude, he's cool. Like I love his whole look, you know, and his glasses. And I think his- he's great. Mm-hmm. But I honestly don't know if he takes on the affectation of like cartoon characters from this time or if cartoon characters from this time are referencing him. This movie got because- pretty big in the 80s. Yeah, no, I know. And that's what I'm saying. Like I actually would love to know if like all those cartoons that grew up who were like sort of affecting this kind of personification, uh-huh. if it's based on this. Well, we know that Die versa. Hard was directly inspired by this. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's very similar to Die Hard. Look, there's a lot of hard death. He always is dressed as a mortician. 
it looks like. like black suit, black tie, black glasses. He's a doctor, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> so they're showing him around the apartment, and he's like, oh, this is great. Does it have a basement? <laughs> and he's a little evil. And then he goes down, and I wrote that he had a basement gasm. Because he did. He goes like, oh, into this basement. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I want to move him right now. Oh, yeah. He starts, it. like, throwing ones at him. <laughs> like, I gotta get into this basement. <laughs> yeah. But I love it because Barbara Crampton has turned around and is like, yeah, we'll see you later. And just like, giving him the no, don't She's do this. She's literally shaking her head right in front of him mm-hmm. and Mick Creepy's like oh you'll never know I'm here right. oh, except for on the first of the month of course and he hands him like this wad, wad of cash mm-hmm. yeah what's this yeah and so it's a deal and this is Dan's character flaw if Dan had listened to Barbara Crampton listen to your supposed fiance which he does later on okay so now we're in autopsy class and Dr. Hill <laughs> is being probably like what normal teachers would do. But he's like talking about making an incision at the base of the skull and you got to get your fingers in it. And I couldn't look because he's basically teaching You looked them, away? Yeah, it's gross. I forced myself to look at these things. Oh, They're gross. horrible. I hated it too. But yeah, he peels the scalp back uh, off of the head from like backwards forward. Ooh. And then he bone saws the skull and pulls out jello. Yeah. And calls this it a brain. brain. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he says like peeling a large orange. And it's, yes. Oh, it's well, that, for the so skin gross. part, he says that. Yeah, right, right. it is very gross. Mm. You're right. And then he's holding it and he's talking about what makes us us and where the will is located. And his theory is that the center of your will is located in the brain structure. Snap. Herbert is not having any Well, he doesn't issue. snap until Dr. Hill says, you're brain dead after six minutes. Mm-hmm. He snaps like four times. I know, but that's when he starts snapping Ugh. because mm-hmm. that's where he, they disagree, right? Yeah. So Dr. McCreepy is like, and I, I knew I love, this was your favorite I, pencil. I, I, I love that you see him, a close-up of him break it, and then you, it goes back to the reaction of Dr. Hill. And then it cuts back to the, Dr. McCreepy and he Pulling pulls out another, another one pencil. out. Like, <laughs> and he's got like 90 of them. He's just like re- locked and loaded. Uh, he's got a clip full of pencils. I missed oh, that. Oh, yeah. Did he's you got miss a bunch that? of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes me like him even it's, more. No, it's awesome. So I then, love McCreepy. Then they get to a. Then the Dr. Hill's like, you should get a pen, Dr. West. Well, yes. And that's when he dismisses the class. And as mm-hmm. he does it, he's like, get a pen, motherfucker. Uh-huh. And then Dr. West is like, you should teach this drivel. You're closing right. their yeah. minds before uh-huh. they're open. <laughs> and then Hill, Dr. Hill says, it's going to be a pleasure to fail you. And Dan's like, can we just like end class, please? Like, I'm not exactly. disinvested in Is anything. this going to fucking be on the test <laughs> yeah. now? Dan, Dan's like hovering in the back like, uh, McCreepy and I are not friends, but he's my roommate. Do yeah. I wait for him? <laughs> Do I just leave? I Uh mean, we carpooled here, but I could wait in the car. I don't want to be a part of this argument. And is my friendship going to jeopardize my grade now? This is just autopsy class, and I'm an internal medicine doctor, and I want to do autopsy. I'm going to use this. Right. But that guy seems real invested. Yeah, yeah he was. <laughs> so now we're at fancy dinner with Dr. Hill and the dean at his fancy dinner. Oh, hall. that's right, because the dean invited him. I yes. forgot about that part. Yeah. Um, and so he's talking about his new laser drill, which is what we saw with the terrible Q-tip thing at the beginning. Um, and it's going to revolutionize laser surgery. And so Barbara is at this date, too. And I'm calling her Barbara, but her name in the movie is Megan. Yeah, but it's Barbara Crampton, who yeah. is the actress. She actually yeah. cooked the food, and then they like... yeah. It was she's insane. Like, Dr. Hill's real creepy. She probably just wanted to leave. No, well, no, well, she's like, I have a study day. And then Dr. Hill's like, aren't you exhausted after cooking this feast? Well, and okay. So did you guys notice that she didn't eat? She cooked food right. for all of them. <laughs> and then was, I assume, going to go eat at the study date with right. her boyfriend, McDreamy. Well, mm-hmm. she, she, you know, it seems her, I guess her mom's dead. Yeah, and she, I like, got that vibe too. And then like, she has to take care of her dad. And you can just tell she's like not been in a good place with it. You can tell why she's kind of gone to Dean. Yeah, I yeah. Think, well, I, mean, I, I also Dan. think I also think Dan's a pretty good guy. McDreamy's a good too. dude. Dan's a yeah. guy. Dan's yeah, a good guy. They <laughs> to, 
And you know, like the she and the dad seem to have a pretty okay relationship. I think so too. You I don't know? think it's a bad. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, she won't tell him about. Well, that's true. He won't Dan. accept her love. The dean knows that they're dating. He doesn't yes. know that they're going to get married. That they have because, plans for that. Yeah, Dan sleeping shows together. up yeah. to take her to the study date. And I mean, what is a study date if not an excuse to bone all night? You know. Well, not all night. She has to come home. And then, well, then Doctor Hill's like, "Let's do another toast." Yeah, Doctor Hill gets oh, real creepy. It's and so I thought, weird. For a second, I thought he knew that Doctor West was there, like McCreepy was there, and that's why he didn't want her to go over. And I thought he was going to be like looking out for her, but then it turns very Well, creepy. if you looked at the whole scene, he like stares, he gives her like the male gaze at the whole scene. It yeah. just really sets up him being like not a good dude. Yeah, and talking about how beautiful she is in front of her dad and her boyfriend. Which is weird on both counts uh-huh. because he is conservatively twice her age yep. and he's, I mean, his hair has a wig on it. Uh-huh. Like it very, <laughs> it's very clear he's wearing a hairpiece in yep. this movie. Yeah, and I've got a fun fact about that. You have a hairpiece fun fact? I do. How is that possible? Dude, the fun facts for this are insane. I can't wait. Do you want the hairpiece one now? Yes. Okay. So he had to shave his head and wear that hairpiece because the budget was so low that when they created the fake head, they had to use the hairpiece for it. Oh, and so they couldn't have two. So they ended up taking that hairpiece and putting it on the fake head so they could like pick it up and like make it all bloody and gross. So he had to shave his normal hair and wear that hairpiece so it would look the same. That sounds that like crazy? the best excuse he had for going bald and having right. to wear a hairpiece. Or just like me, how I'm kind of like really fascinated by what it would be like if I shaved my head and now there's like yeah. the perfect opportunity. Honestly, Jen, shave your head. It would I be awesome. Okay, so that's the toupee fun fact. Well, that's insane. Okay, I got some more fun facts about that guy. Well, we'll get there. Them. All yeah. right, so back at the apartment and they're hooking up, but Barbara's not into it. And I think mostly because she doesn't like West. They're not into They're not hooking up. Yeah. He like nuzzles her with his nose and she's like, get off. Yeah, no, he's to definitely study. trying. Oh, he's trying, but yeah. he's like, can you just tell me what's wrong? You've been in a bad mood. I'm studying the nerve system, not the bone system. Yeah, <laughs> we did that last time I was here. <laughs> and then they bring up a character in this movie that you've never heard of, <laughs> the Cat Rufus or no, Rufio or whatever. While they were hooking up, Rufus jumped on his back. That's a good, bed. okay, um, okay, I yeah, forgot about attention. that. It oh, was cat well, Actually, Todd, yeah, that's Rufus my is fault. very important. That's my fault, yeah. Well, no, but, you know, he's like, uh, are you okay? Because usually you want to hook up. And then she's yeah. like, I haven't even heard Rufus today. And we're right. like, who's oh, Rufus? Wow. Hey. Oh, wow. <laughs> Do you mean my cat? Uh-huh. <laughs> she's, she's compassionate. I also, mean, she's annoyed that now she's hooking up Jen, in a house with that creepy guy. She's cat passionate. Cat, well, then oh, she says me. Dr. West doesn't like her. He's always like interrupting them and all that other stuff. Yeah. And yeah. it's real weird and your boyfriend. Your... But in all fairness, Dr. McCreepy is McCreepy. He, he is. is really like, creepy. it would be hard to do it on the front room couch if you were worried about your roommate coming home. But no, but she's it. like, all he does is stay in his room and he's like, yeah, it's like the best. Yeah. I know. He's the best roommate ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he pays me. Right. <laughs> it's well, awesome. And so this is when they figure out they haven't seen Rufus in a while. And so they're wandering around for kind of a while. And this is when I oh, do Oh, man. Think... Yeah. This is what I mean by like, the pacing. Like, we're watching Barbara Crampton look for this cat for probably three minutes easy yeah and i don't mean that as like oh my god it's so long i mean it's literally three minutes it feels like 45 minutes yeah but she eventually wanders into mccreepy's room and opens his fridge she's probably Mm -hmm. like man i've been looking so long i could go for a beer yeah so she opens the fridge (laughs) and she's like "Ooh, sunny d 
purple stuff, a dead cat. Rufus? Yeah. And then she starts screaming. But this is also mm-hmm. when McCreepy comes in the room and he goes, I don't like people in my room. Right, exactly. That's the biggest problem here. Yeah. That's <laughs> what we'll focus our energy yeah. on. Yeah, because what he's saying is like the cat, he knocks the garbage over, he got his head stuck in a jar, and then he suffocated. And I was going to totally tell you about it later, but I couldn't just like write a note. And this part, this is when this I is knew it was going to be a funny movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, it said, what was I going to say? Cat dead details later. <laughs> so good. It was funny, but he said it in his like McCreepy, like nerdy voice. It's awesome. I love it. And like yeah. him, uh, McCreepy and Barbara are yelling. And then like Dan, like, like the realization hits his face and his cat's dead. And he's uh-huh. like, oh. And he oh. goes and takes the cat's pulse. Yeah. To see if the cat's yeah. still alive. <laughs> it's a little pulse shadowing. Oh we're going to see him do that again. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I think he actually did take a class in finding pulses and he always just wants to show that off because I think he gets like where you're supposed to do it. You know? Look at all the work I did for this role. Exactly. <laughs> like I watched a YouTube tutorial on how to know if somebody's dead. It was 85, Jen. They oh, had no YouTube. Yeah. Sorry, they were record. They did real work. Anyways, but there's also some bright green goo in the fridge that we noticed. Yeah, and it's like neon. Like it's, it is its own light uh, source. It looks like glow stick glue. Like yeah, glow yeah. Stick stuff. it does. Yeah, it's and awesome. And I keep saying goo, it's serum. It's yes. like a liquid serum that can go in syringes and But stuff. I love that it is that sort of glow stick material mm-hmm. so it's like it by itself emits light which I think is yeah. cool as shit and I think it kind of fits the comic book yes. style yeah, of absolutely. this movie that I really like yeah. um, but but this is when West is threatening to reveal their relationship to the Dean if he doesn't just let them get away with murdering all the cats right or just that one cat really. right just one yeah. cat but like seven more times but he you know. killed this cat right I th- yeah uh, I mean there's no way he didn't kill that cat I don't know he's never Except for Dr. Hill, he doesn't... In his diary, he says, I've killed and resuscitated several bunnies and guinea pigs yeah. and cats. Yeah, so yeah, I he think killed he has this been cat. Killing oh. cats. You don't happen upon that many dead animals. Right. Oh, yeah, I think he killed that cat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Mikey, your hero. Wes was never my hero, but poor Dan should have seen it coming. I mean, yeah, Dan is a little bit of an idiot. Yeah. He's a McDreamy, <laughs> not yeah. a McSmarty. He's That's a true. doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he knows a lot about some things. I've okay. met some He's dumb book doctors. smart, not street smart. That's it. Right there, yeah. So late at night, later that night, Dan is hearing some cat noises. Oh, my God. I thought Rufus was dead. So he gets a bat, and he starts wandering around looking for the cat, and he keeps hearing cats screaming. And then he apparently forgot his key to the basement. So he busts through the basement and then falls all the way down. And the I think steps. he actually did that. I think so too. Because the camera's close to him and you can see his face when he's falling on that step. Like it looked like it was him. It looks like the camera fell down the steps too. <laughs> it's real it was just like an accident and they just Somebody kept was it. just like running behind him and like, here's it, here's it, keep rolling. Yeah. But so then he gets down to the basement steps. And this is when we learn that Rufus has a thing for jumping on backs. Because we've only seen him in two scenes, and this is the second time he's done it. Right, because he is attached to yes. Dr. West's back, and he's, like, screaming, trying to, and like, cat screaming, but, like, cat evil human screaming. It is like if a woman was doing her best cat impression if that cat was very mad. That's what it sounds like. Right. I think a man could do a good cat impression. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a there lot like that. that. That scene just sounds like that. It does, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's dialogue from the script. Right. You know. <laughs> okay, so Dan's got his baseball bat, and he's trying to squash it. And one thing, because they finally get it off his back, but now it's loose somewhere. And I loved, it's like there's an overhead bulb, and it keeps, like, swinging yeah. because the light keeps, like, going in and out. But it's not, like, flashing like a strobe light. And it's really cool and effective. And this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. I, I like this scene, too. Yeah. And then Dan just like immediately tries to help him, which I like too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so the cat like punches Dan across the room. And <laughs> yeah, no, like Rowdy Roddy Piper drop uh-huh. kicks him across the room. Yeah. Yes, you yeah. heard that right. A cat kicked a man across the room. Yeah, yeah the cat came back. 
And then um, he takes the cat and he smashes it against the wall and it goes, meow, meow, meow. Did you? Well, the cat's body bounces off, but there's like brain matter. There's like yeah. brain matter on the wall when it like slowly mm-hmm. goop style like falls down the wall. It's gross. Right. And it's dead on the floor. Yeah. Sad. And then Dr. West is laughing. Holy shit. <laughs> I was like, why is this motherfucker laughing immediately? And Dan's like, what is happening? Uh-huh. It cuts. From him laughing to them working together on the cat's body, there's dialogue that needs to happen to get me there. Yeah, it starts with "What the fuck?" <laughs> I know. <laughs> what the shit, bud? Uh-huh. Well, they, well, Dan was like, "You, my cat wasn't dead. You like gave him something, and put him in a coma, and slowed down right. his uh, vitals, and yeah. you put him in the mm-hmm. fridge." Yeah, mm-hmm. and, he, and because he's talking about like he has a reagent, and that's what that green stuff is. Yeah, and this is when he reads his diary and saying he's been killing and reanimating animals, and he's broken <laughs> the six minute barrier. And, and this is. How how I know that Dan's father abandoned him. (laughs) (laughs) This is like insane because Dr. McCreepy gives McDreamy his diary. And instead of just telling him everything he knows, because it's his goddamn diary, he's like, read this. Mm -hmm. And then he sits back and like waits for him to read it aloud. Mm -hmm. Why not just tell him? Because he has a different monologue because he knows Mr. (laughs) Dr. Dreamy has no male figures in his life. This movie hits home. <laughs> For one of us specifically, yes. Because he's like, I've wanted to work with you because you're very smart and capable and like you're a good guy. And like, I just wanted your help. And because he's like assertive and dominant, I think that's why I liked him. He's pretty assertive in the scene. He's like, You'll help me. Uh huh. He 100% yeah. is assertive in yeah, the scene. Yeah, he threw that money at him and said, Rent me this now. Yeah. And Dan just wants to be loved by everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think they could recast this with a German Shepherd. I believe they could recast <laughs> that with a gold retriever. All right. So, Wes. <laughs> that's why he's not super sad the cat's dead, because he's a Labrador. That's true. <laughs> Maybe he killed the cat. <laughs> but he would never have a dog as a pet. <laughs> Not a dog that would have him. But he's saying he's broken the six-minute barrier, which is like the barrier that, that Dr. Hill was saying after six minutes, you can't resuscitate them. Right. You know, or that's when brain death occurs. Technically, it's six to 12 minutes six to 12 or whatever. Minutes, yeah. But yeah, six minutes becomes like the go-to for that. Right. And so, but what he's just figured out is that the longer it takes between when he reanimates these animals, the more violent they become. Yes. And so he He's trying to find, like, I need more fresh bodies, you know. And so he wants Dan to help him so they can conquer death. And so this is when Dan is like, no, no, but your cat wasn't really dead. You're faking it. And he's like, well, do you believe the cat was dead now? I do love that because he's like, oh, you think the cat was dead? Well, uh-huh. fuck you. Do you think he's dead now? Uh-huh. Let's bring him back now. Well, then he picks him up and drops it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. This movie's insane. I know. And I mean, it's it says something, I think, that it's still able to be funny with as dark and gross as this movie yeah. is. You well, know? And this yeah. part's pretty gross, man. It is. It because that's cat. a dead cat. And like its organs are hanging out. Yeah. And then she, he, he just like yeah, he shoots it with more serum. He's like, don't get your hopes up because like the back's broken and you fucked it up when you threw it against the wall. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. really did a number on your cat. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but we also have to like, he's he has to inject it in its brain too. Yes, we learned that. Um, And so it starts moving and crying and he says, birth is always painful. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, he's dead twice. The dialogue in this is interesting. It's funny. Like, I think it's supposed to be a horror comedy. I think so. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. And then Megan shows up and sees it. She's always walking in. She is always walking in on them reanimating right, things the money together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so funny. 
All right. So now we cut to Dan being a responsible idiot because the first thing he does is he goes and tells the dean what West has been doing. Why would you do that? Well, I mean, no, maybe uh, assuming that he wouldn't get in trouble if he's the one that like whistle blew right. on it or whatever. But I think that's why Dr. West wanted him to help because he's like, you have the attention of the authorities and uh-huh. we, you can get us, you can get our research oh. going. So that we can do this like the right way. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I do that, think that's, that's why I want your help. I want you to be my partner because you are good with okay. people and like they like you and the dean likes you so we can like legitimately do this. And I think one of his fatal flaws is he's just really naive. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. He'll be that way till he's around 30. <laughs> So Dan is telling him, he's also saying like, so the dean is now mad that he's involved his daughter. He says, the dean says he has to submit a written apology and he's going to lose his scholarship. And if any of the school's equipment was used, the charges will be pressed. And so he's essentially like removing him from the school because he can't afford to continue going right. without and, and Dan that was like, uh, your daughter walked in on us. She wasn't there. So don't take it down. He gets really defensive about yeah. her, but doesn't stand up for himself because he was totally not in the wrong. Dan. Right. And also the dean is <laughs> not saying this is wrong. He's saying, I don't believe you. I don't think this is possible, you know. And so Dan's like, no, no, no. Your daughter saw it, too. You know, and that's when it comes out that they're kind of more than he said. And also West is kicked out of the school now. Yes. All right. So now Dan is mad. And so he hatches a plan with Dr. West McCreepy. Well, they have no other choice. Right. Like they, they, are, they were pushed to do the this. The system brought them down, yeah. man. Also, they were just trying to conquer death. That's something that might happen if you sleep with your boss's daughter. Speaking from personal experience there, Mike. I mean, you got to take, that's big risks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it is a big risk. There's consequences you got to think about. Dan is now rolling a corpse down into the morgue. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then he's joking with the guard, and we've seen the guard a couple of times. I I love the guard in this movie, yeah. The guard's my favorite character. But, um, so he's going down, and he's always, like, taking a break when somebody gets down to the morgue. Yeah. Um, so he goes in, and then we immediately find that it's Herbert West under the sheet, and he starts putting his socks and shoes on. But he starts putting his socks and shoes on, and he has a toe tag on. He doesn't take the toe tag off I never noticed that until you said something. It drives me insane. He has a toe tag on in his shoe for the next 50 minutes at least Jen. while they're fighting. Like, this is insane. Fun fact. Oh, no. Give it to us. Give it yep. to us. Here's the fun fact. fun fact. So he was supposed to do the scene barefoot, but he didn't want to. So he convinced the director, Stuart Gordon, that he could put his socks and shoes on fast enough to keep going with the scene so that he could have shoes on for the rest of it. So that's why he's putting it on that fast. <laughs> that's amazing. I know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. I mean, sometimes you got a little toe It's a weird fight to have. <laughs> Apparently, there was so much blood used in this movie that the director talked about his feet always sticking to the floor. Oh. <laughs> So I could imagine him not wanting to go barefoot through some of these. Yeah, so. every line of dialogue had to be uh, overdubbed because all this. you hear is... Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Okay, so now they're walking in and they're going into this body closet that we'd seen before. But yeah, but it's like a sub part of the closet. Where- body closet. It's honestly just like a body anti. It's a refrigerator where they keep the body. It is. You know, in most horror movies, they have like the drawers of yes, refrigerator, it's not refrigerator like, drawers. Yes. It's not like that. It's like a it's like a restaurant fridge. It's mortgageboard, but, but a restaurant fridge morgue. Yeah. Not a drawer fridge more. You guys know the difference, yeah. right? Yeah. Call it clearly. a body room. Yeah. That's what I call my bedroom. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> nice. 
have in your bedroom, Mikey? Okay. My body. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you so walked now, into that one. Yeah. I know. You walked into the body room. You know what happens when you walk into the no, body room, No, I walk right back out and slam the door on <laughs> yeah. the body room. Once you finish, you say, I got to go home. Right. I got to <laughs> My father's the dean. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now they are investigating all the bodies, and they're trying to find a good subject. Yes. And they're saying, no, that one's too burned up. No, that one's got a shotgun. And no, that one's... It's basically Goldilocks. Okay. Right. But I love how the characters they're talking about come back at the end yep. and we can right? talk about it then mm-hmm. love it i, I love it they initiate or they establish every character mm-hmm. yeah one guy's burned one guy got hit exactly. by a bus one guy has a shotgun blast in the face yeah, yeah. So but you great. don't have to remember any of that stuff to still enjoy the second part no. right you know? no it just th- adds more to the just world so many layers and depth it's so great it is i'm yeah. not even joking like that's great no, storytelling yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, because it does come back, but it's not mm-hmm. like integral to the story. Too. Right. So they find a John Doe yes. who's perfect because his body is fine unless he's had oh, a heart defect. It's a real fine. He's, a, he's a professional wrestler. He's definitely a steroid really overdose. Is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see all of him, and I can tell you for sure, it's like, definitely a steroid They're like, this is a guy. homeless man who died. I'm like, no, it's no, not. No, well, he OD'd it, on steroids. He looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger in First Terminator. Except less clothed. Mm-hmm. Well, in uh, First Terminator at the beginning. You, yeah. you don't see on. Arnie's dick in that movie. That's true. You see this guy's dick. That's true. In hindsight, though, don't you think they wish they had chosen somebody who was not so big and strong and able to kill them? Yeah, yeah. they're not great scientists. No. Well, they're not very smart. They could have strapped the body down. Here's their big plan. They want to reanimate a corpse to like prove to the dean that their research works uh-huh. so they can get approved to come back to school. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, which, I mean, what else are you going to do, you know? Just yeah. go to another That's school? plan A. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Reanimate a corpse is plan A. For Even a though they could have used a cat or mouse or really anything that right. everyone would have been awed about and gave them lots of money and research. Yeah. They went to the morgue to get a bodybuilder. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, the biggest body they could get. Anyways, so now while this is happening, the Dean and Megan are there and they're looking for Dan. And Megan is trying, like, I love him, Dan. Oh, yeah. Megan's trying to, like, fight for him to not be evicted from the school. Right, right, right. Yeah. And Um, and so, is he on campus? Mm. Well, and so as this is happening, (laughs) nothing is happening to the body yet, but the phone on the guard's table starts to ring. But fortunately, he's taking a break. Exactly. But, I mean, nobody is there to answer the phone. Because he's guarding dead people. That's what he even makes a joke about that the first time we meet him, he's like... A lot of people go in there, but no one comes out. Right. <laughs> well, but I mean, if he had been doing his job, would any of this have happened? Uh, fine, Jen. High road us with that. <laughs> I mean, it's not the security guard's fault, Jen. That's true. Wow. <laughs> Although I'll say this. He was doing his job when they went in. He even checked the dude's toe tag. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not expecting anyone to come in there and make zombies. That's no, true. why would you? <laughs> they didn't teach him that in night school. But what else are you guarding the morgue for? I have no idea. Why isn't he at the front Vampires? De- the front he's like, desk? well, no vampires today. Phew. Okay, so now we're getting close-ups on the body and like a close-up to his eye and nothing's happening. Close-up to his finger and nothing's happening. And I swear I thought it was going to be a close-up of his dick real quick and nothing happening. Jen, but there's not. Some wishful thinking. I'm glad there was Jen's not part. for yeah. the record. But then he's like, oh, we've never done it on humans. Let me just put more glowy stuff in him. Right. So yeah, he injects his brain with more. And then there's an announcement for Dan to go to security right now. Um, and then the corpse jumps up and he starts flailing around and smashing all the cots. And that's when they realize they're 
their fatal error of reanimating the biggest guy they could find. Well, yeah, you know. that's, that's rules. When you first go to the morgue, you pick a fight with the biggest body you can find. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's so all the other thing. bodies yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so all mm-hmm. the other bodies know that you're the number one. Well, and so he's <laughs> naked, and he's got super strength, and he's all veiny and, like, evil-looking. Wait, are you describing the whole body or just one specific part of him? Are you reading a caption out of my uh, pornography that I wrote? <laughs> Jen was watching the porn parody of the reanimator. <laughs> the redickinator. The re- <laughs> so they are hiding, and the dean is now outside the morgue and trying to get in. No, he's out. He's, he's in the, the morgue. Right, right, door. Yeah. The, big, the big metal refrigerator door. The body room that door. That they locked when they got in there. Right, the bodybuilder's right. throwing everybody around in there. Well, and then he busts through the door, and I loved this, even though it's terrible for the dean, but the door falls on top of him, and bodybuilder like jumps on it and squashes him, and you like hear his bones crack. <laughs> this is when crack. I t- turned to Todd and be like, welcome to the Mikey booth. Yeah, yeah, it was insane. And that was not what I expected. Me I expected either. them to have to like fight with the dean all the way through, like as a normal person. Yeah, you know? I didn't think he would be dead in two seconds. I know, bodybuilder dead person like picks him up against the wall and is like slamming him around all over the place. And my boy Dan's like, oh, no, man. Yeah, oh, was oh. so close. <laughs> He's trying to fight him off. He's not like back there like, oh my God, what do we do? No, but he, but they has, he has super zombie strength because with, with, the cat was that strong. Then the, yeah. the bodybuilder is like way strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why Dan hitting him and punching him is doing nothing. But Mick Creepy is smart and he takes that bone saw and uh-huh. sticks it through him and it goes through, through his Ugh. chest. The scene where it's coming so out the front. Gross. Oh, wow. so gross. But I will say, we've seen things like that happen in a lot of movies that were made after this. Yeah. You know? And I thought that they did it well. You they know? did it do gross, it well, yeah. But it was unexpected. You yeah, know? It was. I, I appreciated it for what it is, because I don't like body <laughs> horror. But They have a conference on the floor. They got the dead dean against the wall, dead bodybuilder zombie, uh-huh. and then them two on the floor. Dan's just like curled up with with his knees. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, man. Oh, how am I right. going to tell my girlfriend? Well, Going to West, prison. Wes is saying, like, he made a noise. He made, like, a conscious act. Like, hey, this worked on a human he's like no no no. he's just being an animal and killing everybody yeah. and i like they were like is he dead he's yeah dead. of course he's dead yeah west was we like need to bring him back immediately yeah. this we- is the freshest body we're gonna have unless we <laughs> murder somebody and dad's like i don't know what happened to my life yeah. right i've only been doing this for 24 hours mm-hmm. yeah so when he is evaluating so many choices well so they pull him back up on top of the body table and well, they pull the, the Dean back dean. up on the body mm-hmm. table. Yeah. And they're going to, and then we, we're cutting to Megan walking through the hospital, yeah. like without clearance. So, you know, she's kind of a loose cannon. I think she's a med student there too, though, right? I think so. But she's on her way to the morgue as they are injecting the stuff into the back of the dad's head. And it's not doing anything. And I loved how this happened because like West is getting so like sad that it's not working. And then he bangs on the table and that's what wakes the yeah. dad up. You it know? scared the shit out of me. Yeah, it did. And his teeth are all messed up. And he that's like, what meth does to you. Well, that's true. And death. <laughs> And so, but he meth like, and death. Meth zombies death? who slam your head against a wall. That's true. True. Yeah. It could have been yeah. injuries. You're right. My bad. <laughs> I actually think this guy's the best actor. He does yeah. great because he was like real straight man with the dean, and he is real zombie fucked up. Yeah. yeah. And that is not what I thought was going to happen with Me this character. I love it. Um, and so he's picking both of them up, like with his hands, like by their necks, and that's when Barbara walks in. She walks in always immediately after the two of them reanimate something. <laughs> uh-huh. A cat. Her dad. <laughs> 
Learn how to knock Barbara Crampton. And she's Let like, Dad, finish. no. And he like drops both of them. He's like, uh-huh. ooh. Yeah. But that's the first time we see that even though you're in a zombie state, you can react to like loved ones, which is what saves her life at the end. Yeah. But, but West is blaming everything on the dean and saying, hey, the dean, because now the guard is there too. Well, the guard comes in. He's like, what the fuck is happening like, with his gun out? He's like, I went for my fifth break of this hour and you guys are like <laughs> shit in the bed in here. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and so he's blaming everything on the dean and saying the dean was crazy and he's mad at me. Okay, because the um, dean is hunched in the corner, like making weird noises, right? Mm-hmm. And he's bloody. And Wes is like, he saw that guy in the back. We had to, we had to like subdue him. He's lost his mind. Right. Yeah, winky blink. Yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. us. Swear to God, right, Definitely Dan? And Dan's not. like, what the fuck? And he just lays down on the floor. He goes into shock, yeah. and then <laughs> and then he goes over and puts a little blanket. Yeah, on Mick top creepy of like goes goes over with like a blanket and then also human blankets him and like lays on top of him. It's sweet. He's like, you're in shock, buddy. And I'm going to go ahead and take this recorder. We're going to get through this. And then he does take that recorder and put mm-hmm. it in his pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the next thing we see is uh, Dean Dad in a straitjacket. Like, in like a padded cell room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Connected to Dr. Hill's office. Yeah. It's yeah. part of his office. That is like next level creepy shit. Uh-huh. That's like a Matt Lauer type move. You don't do that kind of shit. That's gross. Definitely. Okay, I I mean, my desk. Like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to know where this is going, Mikey. In the building I work, the crisis building, the staff area has plexiglass around. Sure. So- it's kind of the same setup, but they're not padded rooms. Right. Okay, so Dr. Hill is there, and he and Megan are looking at the dad, and he, Dr. Right. Hill is being super creepy, um, and he wants her to sign a release so he can do exploratory <sighs> brain surgery. surgery. Yeah, yeah. I think she's still kind of trusting Dr. Hill, and also, like, what the fuck is happening? So she signs, and he looks really evil, and he's, like, trying to hit on her right in front of the- It's so weird. It really is. And Learn how to read a room, Dr. Hill. But he's saying, like- I want you to think of me as someone that you can come to with your problems. And as he's creeping on her, the dad must sense that it's happening. Yeah. Because he zombie jump scares up like to cock block him. Well, yeah, he, he does. does say, come to me when you're lonely. He also goes, he and other things. Yeah, he like, he like real drops mm, it down. It's so gross. But the dad literally starts beating his forehead against the two-way glass or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, stop creeping on my daughter, you weird man. So fun fact about that. What? When he was banging on the glass, did you notice it shook a little bit? Yeah. And that's the only time that he bangs on any of the padded walls because, again, low budget. Those were like pieces of plywood with little like pads on them, and so he kept bonking around. They kept falling over. <laughs> oh my god! So they have to they had to reset the room. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, okay, you can't bonk around. Oh my god! Yeah, that's, that's so why funny. you don't see him like go like banging on anything else. And you, like I was looking for it, you did see the window shake a little bit. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> now Dan is waiting for Megan at her house. Oh no, no! And then the orderlies creep in. And they subdue Dean Dad, and he's about to get injected. Not with yeah. green stuff. No, I think he's going to knock him out so he can perform the exploratory uh-huh. surgery on him. Yeah. Okay, so now Dan is back at Megan's house waiting for her, and she's <laughs> asking, what the fuck happened to my dad? This is <laughs> None of this is okay or normal. And then she slaps Dan because Dan's like, well, I don't know. This is a long story. Yeah. Uh, oh, and it's all bad for me. So sorry. <laughs> There's no way I can explain this that makes me look good. So exactly. I'm not going to explain it. Yeah. But what he says is he's not insane. Right. He's dead. Yeah. He's actually dead. Yes. Yeah. And she doesn't believe him. I think that's when she starts laughing. I think he him. was trying to explain. Well, no, then she like, she's like pounding on oh, his chest. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, she's seen this cat. 
come back to life. Too. She has. She, so yeah. she might have, like, I don't know if she totally believes him, but she knows something's real fucked up. Yes. And that West, who she didn't like in the first place, is probably involved. He's like, you remember my creepy roommate you didn't like? He, um, killed, he your killed your dad and then dad. brought him back to yeah, life. Yeah, and he brought him back to life. By the way, so sorry about not listening to you exactly. earlier. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Because if I listened to you, my life would not be ruined right now. You could uh-huh. definitely say I told you so. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. You get this one. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Um, okay, so now... Dr. West McCreepy is down in his laboratory basement and Dr. Hill just like orbs up from the corner, like from nowhere. And Dr. Hill, he's saying that he knows that Dean dad is quite dead. Um, and so Dr. Hill is talking about how he wants Dr. West's discovery. Yeah. I did not yeah. like this scene very much because Dr. West like totally does what Dr. Hill's asking him to do. And like gives him the notebook and then shows Uh him how it works. And then all of a sudden, Dr. McCreepy kind of creeps back and grabs a shovel. And I was like, oh, that's Mm. why he was doing it. Right. Because he was trying to kill him the whole time. And he was like trying to get him to stay there so he could figure out a way to kill him. So he already knew that Dr. Hill was a hypnotist. Yeah. And then immuned himself to it. Wait, is Dr. Hill a hypnotist? Fun fact. What? (laughs) How is this possible? You watched the movie. How did this escape you? (laughs) So in the story that this was inspired by, which we'll talk more about in fun facts, there was an element of Dr. Hill being a hypnotist. Ah. And so that's probably what that scene was. But they cut it out. And the director was, I'll link an interview with him. But he was like, we can't have two totally insane things happening. So they cut <laughs> they cut the hypnotist. So true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so true. they cut that part out. But there's a, no- a moment when he's like staring at- Dr. West, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, no, and staring at the Dean dad who's crazy and he's like trying to hypnotize him. No, he him, is you know? definitely hypnotist because he, he lobotomizes them to hypnotize them. Well, yeah, and his whole like study is to find out where the will yeah. is and yeah. to like try to control people. So yeah, but that was a lot, that's a lot more present in the story and they filmed more of it, they just cut it. Oh, God. I just really- that like his whole purpose in life was to figure out where the will center of the brain was so that he could sort of destroy it. Have power over people. And he's also really into a very much younger girl who is not into him. Mm -hmm. So he is doing it for to get her to be his. He did it all for the nookie. That's That's why Dr. West at the end using that sick burn was like, you're a second rate scientist Mm -hmm. using this for this. You should be in a sideshow. (laughs) I love this. We'll get there. We'll get there. But yeah, so that's what that scene is referring to. Because he like does get all this and he's like, I'm going to take credit for your invention. He literally even says when Dr. McCreepy grabs a shovel and is like sneaking up behind her to hit him, he literally says, my serum works. Uh Uh-huh. You're already taking it. And also you're not in front of anybody else. No one here believes it's yours. Why are you saying that? But he believes it. And that's the first step to making other people. Right. So anyway, as he's yelling, my serum works, uh, Dr. McCreepy smashes him over the head with a shovel yeah. and then uses the shovel to decapitate him. Yes. Which is awesome. Dr. West goes zero to a hundred real quick. And I'm in every it. situation. I think he's always at a hundred. I don't <laughs> think he's ever at zero, which I am on board for. I, I love his character. Well, and right before he gets it smashed with the shovel, he says, I will be famous. Yeah. yeah and it's cool. And also like that they didn't show too much of him getting his head cut right. off. They show know? the shovel in his neck well, though. And, and then Dr. McCreepy's foot on it. It's pretty great. 
But it's pretty hilarious and awesome. Yeah, and I absolutely. Know, maybe yeah. I just am surprised that I actually liked it. Because I think <laughs> I they feel, did it in a way that was so splattery and slapsticky that it didn't, it exactly. wasn't really upsetting. Yeah, it wasn't like, a whole yeah. thing about this movie. You're like, I'm kind of just surprised that I'm here and enjoying it. I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's for what it is. You're not the first one to tell me that, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but did you guys notice the body kept twitching after yeah, he cut yes, the head off? Yeah. Which I thought was a nice it was touch, awesome. too. Then he picks the head up and puts it in like a, a head pan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, first, it wouldn't stay up. Yeah, so he uses the note taker thing. <laughs> Jam oh, it in there. So he's gross. like, never done different parts of a body before. Exactly. Oh, yeah, and then he re- he's the reason this thing exists because he like Frankenstein puts together a, a monster. But this is his most successful experiment. It one hundred percent is. is yeah, yeah, because he brings back to life a head and a body. Mm-hmm. Separately, yeah, he's um, injecting the body and the brain, and then the head comes back to life, and he's starting to talk, and he's like, "What do you want to say?" and like trying to write it down. And then I love this because we see the headless body start to walk up behind him, which is really cool and creepy. Yeah, and then he smashes his head down on the table and knocks him out. Yeah, yeah. but so while all of this is happening, Dan and Megan are still in Doctor Hill's office, and this is when they find this folder that we thought may have been like records he was going to like expunge. So could yeah, stay they're in school. trying to help her dad. Right, yeah, but, but I wasn't sure what office they were in. Anyways, so they open a folder, and there's just all this creepy Megan stalking collection Yeah, stuff. it's like hair a and like of hair. news articles mm. and what looks like a plaid skirt. Yeah. It's, it's real weird. It's super creepy. Yeah, and to keep that at your place of work, too. Well, I mean, where else are you going to masturbate, Jen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Mikey? Uh, <laughs> no, Mikey. Okay, so now... Megan walks into the padded cell where Dean Dad is huddled in the corner and she like taps him and he turns around and we notice he's not totally just zombie anymore. He also doesn't have a straitjacket on. Right, and he also has a hole in his head. Uh-huh, which is just like the hole we saw at the yeah, beginning. Because yeah, he's yeah. been lobotomized, which Dan says yeah. right in the scene. Oh, he's been lobotomized. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he knows what Dr. Hill is. That where looks like a laser is. drill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm, who do I know that does laser drills? Whose office we're also already in. Exactly. Mm. Mm. I'll put it together soon. Someday. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Dan's not super bright. No, he <laughs> figures it out. I mean, he knew this, but he's still not super bright. No. Right? He's book smart. Well, right. so West wakes up in the basement now, Miss Dr. McCreepy. And, and he's we, been robbed. Yeah, yeah. Because the head and the body are gone. The fridge is open. And he starts screaming, my work, my work, it's gone. Yeah. They've taken all of my serum, except for what I have upstairs, <laughs> helpfully. Yeah. And so now Dan is back, and they kind of, like, figure out what's going on. And then he tried to blackmail Wes, and he's, like, Dan saying. So everything we know and we just talked about, they compare their notes. Right. So now they're on the same page. And honestly, at this point, Barbara Crampton's, like, on board for Dr. McCreepy from here on out. Well, lesser of two evils. But, like, at the beginning of the movie, she hates him, and I think rightfully so. Yeah. Or at least is creeped out by him. But from here on out, she's like on board he does kind of redeem himself with like trying to save her sure no yeah yeah, later on yeah well and they really don't have that much more interaction that's true too so now we see a headless corpse walking into dr very ichabod crane yes very ichabod crane and a bag that could have a bowling ball or like doctor stuff in it it is like a bowling ball size bag but i think it's also a doctor size bag i honestly don't you don't really see those anymore so i don't know the point is 
the body's carrying the head, and that's the best part. Yeah. Right, right, right. It, because the body is so clumsy, and it's really funny. Um, and so he oh. sets him down on the desk. <laughs> I know what funny part you're talking about. Because, and it's coming yeah, up right yeah, here. Because the is. body puts him in the like, headpan, if you mm-hmm. will. And then he starts stumbling around the office trying to get the head Knocking stuff. Knocking over a bunch of shit. And the head reaction takes. The head reaction is so judge. great. Oh. It is really funny. They're so good. Well, because what he was looking for was blood. And yes. so he goes and he squirts the blood into the pan, and he has a blood gasm. He does. Well, you can hear him sort of like breathe through the blood, which uh-huh. I thought was really stupid and silly because <laughs> he doesn't have lungs, but whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And like, why would he need this blood? But, I don't I know. Mean, it could be oxygenated blood. Uh, and then he, it's providing his brain. He also it doesn't makes matter. the body it, inject him with more reanimation yeah, honest, serum. Honest, yeah, yes. absolutely. So like, let's not dig into the science oh, of this no, no, at no. all. It's going to be insane <laughs> if we do. Yeah. yeah. Right. But I think it's funny. I think it's funny um, too. Yeah. And that might have been part of why they did it. Like, I think it's played for comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and so now he picks the head up by the hair and right. he goes and he looks at the Dean dad and this is when I think he starts to like hypnotize him and like manipulate his will you know because the next thing we see he's looking at Dean and he's saying I, the Dean dad and he's saying I want you to come out now and his like reanimator yeah. head voice yeah but he's talking to him through the two way glass yeah which is insane but he's talking to his heart yeah through his eyes yeah, yeah. he's hypnotizing him duh yeah. <laughs> I mean clearly duh and so then this is the part that I really enjoy because we see somebody covered in scrubs with a not at all fake Oh, I like love anatomy this. head. And this is the head we saw in, in his office. In Dr. Hill's office when he was talking to Barbara Crampton. Right. Like half his skin, oh half his like, like the layers up, like the brain, the bone. And, the and he's, yeah. he's keeping the skin side, even though it doesn't look real <laughs> either. Know. He's keeping that on the where the security guard is. So like no matter where he is, that, that face is always like towards the security guard. It's so funny. It is really funny. And it's like the equivalent of like three like toddlers in a trench coat. Yeah. 100%. In, you know? Yeah. 100%. Really and of course, the security guard's doing his job, but he's also reading Boudoir magazine yes, for the articles, Jen. <laughs> yes, for the articles. Actually, no joke. They do an over-the-shoulder shot of that, and you can see he actually is reading an article. <laughs> he's not looking at pictures. He likes to decorate bedrooms in his spare time. Exactly. Boudoir. It's a if you different will. kind of boudoir magazine, guys. Don't Google it. Well, if he doesn't put the like fake porno cover on it, his uh, other guard buddies make fun of him. Oh, that's what it is. It's an issue of home and garden with boudoir cover on the outside. I get it. All so right. he can fit in. You yeah. Know? Well, so fun fact about this scene, like later on, they were giving an interview or doing a commentary because it had been mentioned if he can put that fake head on his neck, why can't he just put his own head back on his neck and just like walk around? So then he would look yeah. more like a person. That is a very good point. And the director was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he really could have done that. I mean, I love how it works out because Me it just too. fits with the goofiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he pulls his head out of the bag <laughs> and he's looking around the room. Yeah. <laughs> he holds it like a lantern. Yeah. Well, because now he's back in the morgue because he's stuck mm-hmm. past the security guard, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's in the morgue and he's going into that the body closet, if you will. Yeah. And looking at all the bodies. Like th- these Poor bodies. Everybody's checking them out. So then he pulls them out, and then we cut to Dan and Meg at Meg's house now. Yeah, Dan goes back there to tell her to leave town. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you gotta go to town, man. This is Dan's redeeming moment, I think, because he's like, "I really fucked up your life. Yeah, right. you need to get the fuck out of here." Well, she's saying you need to go. You should transfer to another school. Yeah, he's yeah. like, "We're. I'm going to prison. We are way beyond transferring school. Uh-huh. You need to get out of town." <laughs> It's gone real bad. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the part where she's like, I tried so hard to hate you? Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. And I then, love he's, that and then scene. he's like, I love you. I know. And <laughs> even that, I feel like, is like a parody of Yeah, like, I think so too. <laughs> and right yeah. as he says, I love you, her dad bursts through the door and like literally blows up their spot. Yeah. Because the next thing you see, we don't really see the fight that ensues, mm-hmm. but the next thing we see, I think, is 
the dad carrying the daughter into the morgue. Into the morgue, yeah, yeah. yeah. That security guard, man, is not doing a great job. No, man. Like, it's like... It's Must pretty... have been on a break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he has to work 24 hours a day. He oh, is the true. only guard, yeah. <laughs> uh, but as he's carrying back in, uh, Dr. Hill is lasering into another body's head. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so Dean Dad, and this begins the part that I do not like at all. So Dean Dad is carrying Megan into the morgue. Do, uh, do Dr. West and Dr. Dan, like, get together and make their plan not, yet? Not until not yet. after this part. Oh, yeah. God. And so Dean Dad is so sits in the head saying, oh, yes. And it's then so zombie creepy. dad takes her nightgown off. She's totally naked, starts like restraining her. And then she wakes up as she's next to a creepy head from a pervy guy who's been hitting on her for years. And this person's unattached body like well, standing the body's over got her. a mannequin head on it. And oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. And her zombie dad, like assaulting her. So it's yeah. just it's, it's pretty worst case scenario. It's, it is about the worst. It's case. horrible. I think it's just Doctor Hill's hands. I don't think the dad's assaulting her. No, well, but it's I mean, he is horrible. restraining her, taking her clothes off. Though. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. He's like standing in the corner, being creepy. But it's mm-hmm. definitely the the Doctor Hill. If you have a body, like a mannequin hand body, feeling you up, that's not great. No, exactly. It's awful with well, the headless head next to you drooling. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's that's. Real Gross. The next thing that happens, he's like feeling her body, and the head is like having a headgasm, and and ugh. literally his hands are holding his head up and like forcing his head onto like into well, her he, face he trying to kiss close her. To monologue, he's like, "I've always loved you." Oh, yeah, well, so not before beautiful. she like kicks his fake head off. So yeah. now oh. she knows it's a headless corpse. It's just, oh, I think I've always loved you. Then he starts like licking her ear yeah. and then like licking down her body, like trailing blood all the way. Oh my oh. God, it's so gross. And uh, get, and he's about to give her head. Yeah, he's about to give- A severed head giving her head. Well, the head. brain is the biggest sexual organ. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and, and let yeah. me say, I really like a lot of this movie. I wish this, this went way too far. Yeah, I, I don't think remember so too. this being as graphic. Oh, you didn't see this on TNT? <laughs> no, <laughs> young Mikey, I feel like would have remembered uh, yeah. a good bit of this. Yeah, M- young Mikey would have logged some of this away for a rainy day. I don't think so. He likes. <laughs> he's like more like a Dan guy, you know. Uh, oh yeah. Well, and like to so to say like there's enough good stuff in the other parts of the movie yeah. that it doesn't ruin the movie for me. I bet you would have loved the edited cut. Yes. Or honestly, just not the unrated version. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Because I yeah. bet almost all of this gets cut out of the unrated version. Oh, yeah. But I just wanted to say, like, it goes way too far. Yeah. And there's no way you could do that now. And also, while this is going on, we cut back to Barbara Crampton's house where McDreamy is on the floor, like, knocked out. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently from the fight that we didn't see. And that's when McCreepy comes in. It's like, Dan, get up. We got to go. Right. And then you sort of see them team back up. And mm-hmm. then as the head... Of Dr. Hill starts to give Barbara a head. That's when the two doctors, McDreamy and McCreepy, burst in. Yes, yeah, yeah but like they confidently walk through and is like, yeah. hey, I'm here to foil your plan. <laughs> and this is when he has the who's going to believe a talking head go get a job in a sideshow. I love that he's like, I always knew you were a second rate scientist. Uh-huh. Well, you have all this knowledge, but use it to seduce some silly co ed. Some bubble headed co ed. That's right. It was co-head. such a good line. I love it, it. Well, and so like initially, like when this was coming out, people were laughing so hard at the who's going to believe a talking head that they missed the go get a job in a sideshow. Right. Oh, yeah. Which is not really that funny, like if I said it, but the way he <laughs> the delivers right. it. so good. So yeah. Funny. And then you think he's just being a douche, but he's like distracting him so Dan can rescue her. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's what happens. Dan goes, saves her, and gives her a shirt to wear. Yeah, too. gives her his shirt to wear. Mm, yeah. Because yeah. Dan's a good guy. 
And so Wes is saying, I have plans. But then Dr. Hill says, I have plans too. Uh, uh, uh. Is that when all, all the, corpses the corpses come, come up? Oh, my God. Yes. When it was happening, I was like, oh, my God. I yeah. did not see this I was happening. Like, I didn't see this coming. I did not. It was I didn't awesome. Yeah. It was really. But I mean, if we had known, like, you see the seeds of all of this. You did. Yeah. yeah. It's good storytelling. Yeah, yeah. It really is. But they start fighting every mm-hmm. naked corpse you could think well, of. This when we go yep. back. It's kind of like 13 ghosts. All the backstories come to life. Absolutely. Uh-huh. But the cool thing about this is these are the corpses that they were talking about yeah. when they just went to go reanimate the bodybuilder guy. And we right. see them fighting them. Unfortunately, everyone's nude. Yep. And that's sort of gross, but whatever. Yeah. Well, and there's one moment when he picks the head up and he puts it backwards on his own neck, almost in a like, say what kind of moment. <laughs> well, it's it's <laughs> because. Dr. West. Yeah. It's so funny. It's, it's because they're like, he's talking to Dr. West, but he's trying to see what's going on behind him. So uh-huh. yeah, he does. It's wacky. It it's is crazy. really yeah. funny. For a bunch of new dead people fighting, it yeah. is bizarre and kind of delightful. Yeah. Uh, but not That's, in a weird way. Welcome yeah. to Mikey Month. <laughs> <laughs> it is. This is this kind of bad shit insanity yeah. done right. Absolutely. Yeah. So he's talking about ma- he's made a new technique in lobotomy. So basically what he's done is he's lasered into the brain. And now that he can pour this serum in, he can reanimate them and make them do whatever he wants. So it's like these two evil plans come together right? yeah. in the worst way possible. Absolutely. And he's like, I'm yeah. going to use this to control everyone. I'm going to be yeah. so powerful. Yeah. I dreamed of power. Um, and so corpses are about to brain laser into West. And Megan is trying to talk to zombie dad and say, I'm, I'm still your daughter and I know you're still in there. And they don't make that super cheesy, which I appreciate. It also happens pretty quickly that he, he turns from being on Dr. Hill's side to being on his daughter's side. Right. And he does sort of save his he daughter does. and Dr. McDreamy. And mm-hmm. then he gets drawn and quartered. Yeah, it's, man. Wow. So he attacks Dr. Hill's body. He grabs the head and he like squeezes it yeah. to like basically squash it. He does eventually squish it to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the, the headless body, like they're fighting and it falls. So it's a zombie Dean <laughs> and headless body fall out into the hallway right in front of the guard. And the guard's like, what? He just what? runs down the hall. I love uh-huh. it. Yeah. He's he like, I don't get paid for this. And he doesn't. He does not, no. Mm-hmm. And so they squash this head and they throw it against the wall, but they've still got all of these zombies. Well, and the around. body. To Which deal is the with. in-universe yeah. way to kill all reanimated things. Mm-hmm. And then Dr. West goes, Over and over. And he takes <laughs> his two syringes and he jams it into the body. <sighs> yeah. Oh my God, it was great. Ooh, and so he injects the body. This is when the dead head gets thrown against the wall, splattering and leaving like a bloody and mark. And then one zombie knocks off some chemicals that start smoke yeah, yeah. and it's, then the overdose has some side some effect. strange side effects uh-huh, yeah because, this is where i look for jen for a reaction because his <laughs> stomach explodes and what are his intestines but look like his dick has just grown like no, 50 it doesn't no it look did like not a dick it looked like intestines it looks like intestines uh, you pervert yeah whatever it jen, is i am gross. shocked at keep you. it in your pants because it explodes out of his body and wraps around Dr. West's neck. Like a snake. His whole body. It wraps yeah. up his whole body. Uh. Starts pulling him. And then like his like chest and everything starts blowing yeah, his open. his lungs blow uh. out. Yeah. It's gross. Awesome. And while this is happening, the corpse has pulled Dean Dad and just rip him rip apart. Rip him apart. Right. Yeah. It's really sad. But, again, he, he, but it, he sacrifices himself for his True. daughter and Dan to get away. Also, yeah. what kind of life is he going to have? You know? Yeah. What kind of life? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and so Meg and Dan are trying to escape. The morgue is filling with smoke. And we're assuming that Dr. Herbert 
West, Herbert West yeah. is just there, stuck there. Just dead. Because we don't really see him after this point. Right. Yeah. So Megan and Dan are in the hallway escaping, but there's a body, the one with the shotgun hole in his head, is on top of him. And so Dan sticks his hand in the hole Ugh. and like brain. Pulls out part of his brain. Yeah. Literally yeah. throws it on the ground. Like you see him drop it on the ground. Which is a mm-hmm. pretty cool way to kill someone. It is pretty cool, yeah. Well, and so now they're in the elevator, but not so fast. Now another, the burned body <laughs> is there. <laughs> I love this part because it's choking the shit out of his fiance mm-hmm. slash girlfriend. And he tries to fight it off, can't. Yep. And then he just leaves the elevator. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you, leaving? And he right. runs down the hallway and he grabs an axe and comes back. Then goes in the elevator to hack his arm off. This is yeah. his mistake. I think he should have just went for the head. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, because the hand is still choking her neck, yeah. even after it's attached, so he's got to like pull it off. Also, the psycho shower theme is also playing. Oh, yeah. Yes. While he's hacking it to death, you definitely hear the exact same theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, but she's now dead. Yes. And so he tries to take his pulse, showing off his one day of research. Right. But so he's trying to resuscitate her, and then he's carrying her to the ER, which is the same place we saw him initially. Yeah. And he's trying to like shock her back to life um, and there's no response and then he has the sad 80s music where he mourns over the body yes. honestly if I'm in a hospital and I code out like that I don't want my doctor to try three chest compressions and then to like just call it yeah, they, right. they did not go very long they shock her once and yeah. like do chest compressions <laughs> for like maybe two seconds and then it's it's over yeah if that was your fiance you'd be doing it for 30 minutes yeah. absolutely and yeah. that's more realistic to how it actually Listen, happened I think that the lady at the beginning was the love of his life because if you see after trying to resuscitate the lady at the beginning, he's like sweaty, uh-huh. he's gross. But at this point, he like tries for two seconds. He's like, ah, well, I'll move on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then he kisses her. Oh, uh, don't do that. Mm, no tongue. Oh, uh, what? And then he's real he's sad. sad. Yeah. But then. You would, okay. Would you kiss a corpse? If, if my fiance just died like right next to me, I might kiss her. I don't know. That's I'd like ki- a weird emotional state. To, I can't maybe predict. A, maybe a kiss on the forehead. But so he's sad and we've got the sad, cheesy 80s music. But yeah. then, oh yeah, I've got this reagent thing in this bag that I happened to carry up with me while I was carrying her. And so he opens it up and he pulls it and the music has changed back to the yeah. psycho music. And he pulls out the syringe and it's bright green. Right. And he leans down. I love how this plays out because he says, I love you. And he's about to inject her. And then it cuts to black except for the bright green. Yep. And we see it disappear and then we hear her scream. It disappears like he's injecting her. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and that's the, movie. the movie. Roll the credits. Yeah. yeah. So having watched the movie and having talked about it, what do you guys think? I like it a lot. It's <laughs> yeah. like a well, it's like the one of the most well-made B movies. Yeah. That's a very good way of putting it. it. It does have a very B movie horror comedy vibe, but it's done very well. And it's going for that. Yes. That it knows what it is yeah, and I it think is so embracing too. it. I don't think it's accidentally a good movie. I think it's on purpose. Right. That they and, wanted to do it. And I think this. it's smart because it's like yeah. it's like not predictable. Like characters do things realistic, but they that you don't see coming. I no agree. Yeah. Super oh yeah, I did yeah. not see the plot of this coming. Like I thought it was going to be Herbert West, like reanimating a bunch of people, right? And they had to fight him. Yeah. So, do you think that the unrated cut, Mikey, is better than the cut you saw when you were a kid? No. <laughs> Aside from that scene, if that scene did not exist in the movie, or if that scene had been cut down, because I like the implication of that, I just sure. don't like how far they took it. Yeah, I agree. Like other than that, I really enjoyed it, and this is not the kind of movie that I really like. So for what it is, I thought it's very well done. It's gross, but it's so funny that it doesn't bother me that much. Yeah. You know, I thought it was good because it was going to be like a B movie horror comedy, and it nailed it. Yeah, yeah I really liked it. It's it is funny. Like, it nails the horror elements and the comedy elements. Agree. Yep, I there agree. are. Some gory sort of things I don't love. Like, I don't love body horror, but 
I really liked this movie. I thought it was great. Yeah. But all right, well, let's do some box office. All right. What do you guys think the budget for this movie was? I think I might know, but I'm going to say a million. I was going to say two. You think the budget was two million dollars? Yeah. Now I usually get budget information off of the numbers, which is like a, a very good site because Box Office Mojo got bought by somebody and it sucks. So I couldn't find it on the numbers. They didn't have good numbers on the numbers for the budget. <laughs> I ready. But. I did find it on uh, Wikipedia, so Wikipedia is not like super reliable, but this is where I could find it. Uh, The budget was $900,000. Nice. So that's pretty low budget, even for an 80s movie. Right. Considering the amount of practical effects in this movie. Yeah, Yeah. that's fair. So how much do you guys think it made in its domestic run? (laughs) I have no idea. $10 million? I don't think it made its budget back, because I don't think this was released in theaters. It was released in theaters. Okay. I guess that's why we can do it. $400,000? What do you think, Jen? Uh, five hundred thousand. It made two million dollars. Oh, ah, okay, yeah. good, nice, not bad. Well so it probably made its budget, and I don't know if they even spent probably, money to market it, but yeah, maybe if they it did, probably, it probably broke, broke even. even. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in its first week out, it was sixteenth at the box office, and it was That's up against right. movies like Commando, Back to the Future, <gasps> and Back to the Future was in its sixteenth week when this movie <laughs> wow. came out, and Back to the Future was third that week at the box it's office. So good, that it so is. Good. I mean, yes, it is good. It was up against Better Off Dead, Pee Wee's Big adventure mm. so a lot of movies it was 16th its first week out and well sorry and in the first week it made five hundred forty three thousand dollars. okay and its second week it was 13th at the box office and it made six hundred and twenty thousand dollars. nice so it did better its second week than it did its first week Word of and mouth. that is yeah exactly that is very very strange for a movie especially so, one like this but yeah so it did pretty well in its theatrical run and i assume that because the second week was better than its first week, that there wasn't a lot of marketing for this before it was already in theaters. Yeah. And it was really word of mouth that got it to be as good as it was. But that's box office. Nice. All right, Jen, you got some fun facts for us? I do. I'm excited about this. (laughs) Me too. i these fun facts. Okay, so I'm going to try to present them in a logical order. Okay. Okay, so this was an adaptation of an H.P. Lovecraft story called Herbert West Reanimator. And it was written in 1922. And it's actually six installments of short stories. Um, And it was written to be a parody of Frankenstein. Ah. It is. Well, and so Stuart Gordon is the director, and we're going to talk a little bit more about him in a minute. But he wanted to do this because he was talking to some friends. He was like, there are a bunch of Dracula and vampire movies, but there aren't any Frankenstein stories. And so his friend was like, well, hey, have you heard this? He heard about this um, H.P. Lovecraft story, so he went to check it out at the library because it was out of print at the time. And so that was why he wanted to do it. And it is a lot. There's a lot of Frankenstein elements. Yeah. But it's not like a ripoff of Frankenstein, which I really appreciate. Yeah. It's sort of like inspired by. Yeah, yeah. It's like how The Strangers is based on a true story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it was originally written to be or designed to be a stage production oh i could see that <laughs> oh my god oh my god that would i would go see that i would 100%. go see that yeah well there's a, a musical adaptation what i know yes. in 2011 yeah what? so if we can ever find that i would love to i will go i'll go and hell also, yeah somebody said there's a music i knew that there was a musical of the evil dead but i haven't seen it yet but that's something we need to check out yeah too. someone brought that up in the facebook group yeah, yesterday yeah. yeah um but so he they were like no, okay we're not gonna so they decided not to do a stage production. So then it was going to be a 30-minute television pilot. Oh and they actually God. filmed, like, th- or wrote 13 what? episodes. They wrote 13 episodes of mm-hmm. this? Like, every week he reanimates someone new, I and it's like so. they have to resolve their story? Right. Oh, I love yeah. it. And it could be that that's why the story takes so many turns, yeah. because they just edited out all the fluff from the episodes, you know? 
but somebody like one of the makeup, the special effects people kept telling him like, no, this isn't going to go on TV. Like, no, this yeah, is, there's no way yeah. this is going to happen. And so they end, they um, edited it down and made it the feature, which I think is, I think they did a really great yeah, that's job awesome. with yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So mm. it's also mentioned in American Beauty when he's talking about, um, the you remember that movie? I think they've been smoking pot and they were talking about the movie where the headless corpse gives head to somebody else. Uh, well, that is this movie. Yeah, it this is. Movie. Yeah. There are two sequels. What? Bride of Reanimator. Oh, oh my! Is it Barbara Crampton? I pro- I don't know if she's in it, but I mean, why wouldn't it be? That you know? is, oh, I hope so. And Beyond Reanimator. Beyond Reanimator. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I know. So it originally got an X rating. Of yeah, course. of course it did. And I there's an interview I read with Scott Gordon that I'll link, and also Consequence of Sound has an interview with him. That's about to run. Nice. I, I'm not sure if it's out at the time of this release, but check out, check that out too. Um, but he was talking about how he, they're asking like, well, were you going for an R? Because, you know, if it's an R rating, you can be released in more theaters. And he's like, yeah. no, dude, if we had tried to go for an R, the movie would be like 15 minutes long. Yeah. So they, he really just went so wait, for it. So wait, this was released with an X rating? I think so. Okay. That's probably why yeah. it didn't do so good in theaters. Right. An X rated movie got $2 million in the 80s? Yeah, Jesus. All right, let me read a little bit about Bride of Bride Rihanna. of, okay. In Peru, Dr. Herbert <laughs> West. Oh, my God. Dr. Herbert West and Dr. Dan Kane are medical volunteers in the Civil War. Stu- and they're using the soldiers' bodies as their experiments. And then they go about trying to, they go back to the medical school to, for some reason, and then they try to create the perfect woman. Okay, so that's why we haven't heard of that movie, because that sounds like you made it up for the Patreonicals. <laughs> Mikey, we can watch that movie. I mean, you movie. have taken us to Peru in the Patreonicals. We will, we'll watch that movie. That'll be on my list. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. So it was originally got an X rating, but when they released it, because it actually did pretty well on VHS for rental. Oh, I'm sure But it they did. had to edit it because there were a lot of um, like blockbuster type stores that had policies against renting X rated movies. Yeah. So they made two different versions and you probably saw the version that yeah. had been edited. So what they the did. The blockbuster version. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They took the gore, a lot of the gore out and probably that terrible scene that we're not going to talk about anymore. And they added in some <laughs> of the cut scenes. Like oh, the, the interesting. Okay. So that's why I'm like, in. he's a hypnotist and it obviously says that. Yeah, they oh, added yeah. that back in. <laughs> interesting. To, to fill out the time, you know. I honestly would watch that cut. It's It'd not bad. It'd be interesting yeah. to do like yeah, a head to head comparison, you know. Head to head. I love it. <laughs> that was pun intentional. That was pun intentional. <laughs> yeah. I nailed it. Okay, so um, John Nolan, I hope I'm saying that right. It's N A U L I N. He did the makeup effects. And I think he did a great job. He did job. a great yeah. job, yeah. Yeah, I don't particularly like any of them because they're all great. Because they're good. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, But he used a book of forensic pathology to try to make them as detailed as possible. That's awesome. So the building that they used for Miskatonic Medical School, and we see a couple of outside shots. Yeah, some establishing shots. But that building is the building that houses Cyberdyne Systems (gasps) in Terminator 2. I know. I was like, ah! That's amazing. I know. That's awesome. awesome. This was about filming some other movies, but I wanted to say this because it validates some things Todd has been telling us. So what have I been telling you? He doesn't like shooting movies in Italy because he worked in Rome for a while. He said, yeah. this is the quote, the thing about Italian films in those days is that they never recorded sound. Everything was added later. Yeah. One time when we were making dolls, a carpenter kept hammering during the scene and yeah. he was building a set while we were shooting. I went over to him and I told him he couldn't do that. And he said, Signor Filoni always lets me work. And I said, well, I'm not Filoni. And he said, well, that's for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why, honestly, that's why Suspiria is unwatchable to me because they shot it in Italy. 
subtly and everything's overdubbed and it looks horrible. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not saying I didn't believe you when you told me that, yeah. but it was like so funny to see that fact. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's ex- necessarily Dario Argento's fault, except for the fact that he decided to film in Italy. <laughs> right. But yeah. yeah, it's just horrible because I can't get over the bad dubbing of that movie. So the corpses in this movie, all of the like the corpse squad, they worked out together at the YMCA what? to coordinate their movements. Oh, oh my god. Wouldn't that be so fun? That is awesome. Yeah. It sounds like it was really fun to work on this movie. So the woman who is being resuscitated at the beginning is apparently a dildo enthusiast and would hide them Go in, on. <laughs> would hide them like in next to the bodies in the morgue. Wait, so she would Why like, was pl- she allowed on set after she her would scene? Play practical jokes? That's awesome. Was she one of the zombies at the end? Um, I think she sure. was. Well, yeah, because if she died, he wheeled her down yeah. in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We see her no, put that I, I body in I think she's the room. one who messes up the smoke and starts the fire. Yeah. yeah. David Gale is the actor who played um, Dr. Hill, and we already talked about how he shaved his head. But so his wife, while they were watching the movie, apparently after the Hedalingus scene, Uh-oh. she stormed out. Oh. What? I don't know how connected this was, but she divorced him after this movie. What? He was like, how could you? You'd never do that to me. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Oh, my God. That's definitely something you tell someone before they watch the movie. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Hey, well, honey, just want to pre-warn you that I uh, do something to Barbara Crampton that I would never do to mm. you. But <laughs> let me say, I knew that that was going to happen. And hearing it and knowing it's in the movie and seeing are, it are yeah, different things. I get that. But Woo. would it make you divorce the Podfather? No, 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 no. I mean, it could be the straw that broke the back, you know? <laughs> but no, I mean. But yeah. the Podfather would have to be He horrible. wasn't very emotionally supportive before he filmed that That's scene. Right. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, why wouldn't you tell me when you were filming it? Why, why is everything such a secret? Everything. Exactly. Everything. And where were you last night? <laughs> I personally think she divorced him because she didn't like him as a bald man. And he had to shave I mean, his head for this. it could be. Time. So last fun fact. And it's a serious one. Oh, is okay. that a sad one? Yeah, a little bit. But it'll end on. I'll bring it around. Okay. So, <laughs> so Stuart Gordon is the director of this movie. And right. he passed away about a month ago. Oh, which you may shit. have heard. Oh, I know. I didn't know that. Yeah. Probably of coronavirus. What? It's not, That's Fuck. not confirmed. And it was before. That was. I think it was before a lot of shit got locked If it down. was respiratory related, it probably was. Probably. Probably, yeah. yeah. Um, but and I don't I don't know that for sure. Sure. Um, but so this was his debut film. Really? Yeah. I think he killed it. Me too. I did too. I think and then brought it back to life and then killed it again. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it is shot very well. I like it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he died at the age of seventy-two. And he also was a co-writer for he did he worked on a bunch of other stuff like in the horror community um, like Castle Freak is another notable one that he did but he was one of the co-writers for Honey I Shrunk the Kids no shit yeah oh that's awesome yeah and like I said Consequence of Sound is either has out now or is about to drop an interview with him yeah is it a recent interview it is yeah like right before he died wow. so he directed Fortress and those are my fun facts well thank you for your fun facts Jen well, you're welcome that's awesome well let's do the scary scale Jen. Hey, listeners. Our scary scale is a scale we use to rank how scary we thought the movie was. It's not a ranking of the quality of the movie. It's how scared we were today when we watched it. Our one example is Ghostbusters. Our ten example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, Todd. I'm going to give it a two. Okay. Because it is sort of just a horror comedy, but Mm -hmm. some of the body horror stuff really got to me. It was sort of icky and gross, and I didn't love that. But loved the movie. Thought it was great. Would love to see the uh, blockbuster, quote unquote, cut of it, mm-hmm. whatever that's called. But yeah, not the unrated version. Yeah, Just to see edited. what the differences are. Yeah. Yeah. See the hypnotist scenes. That'd be cool. Mikey, what do you think? I think I'm going to give it a two as well. Nice. Okay. Mm. It awakens something deep and dark inside you? Mm. No. That had, we thought was dead, but yeah. we stuck some green serum in it. The, the head scene <laughs> did get to me. Yeah? Yeah. 
I didn't like it. You mean the head giving head scene? Yeah. 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 It's terrible. A forcing head, really. Yeah. And that it, was actually going to be the name of the sitcom. Coming out on our door. The best. I think here's a fun fact. I think he has a Talking Heads poster. Dan no in his room. Shit. He does. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That was a fun fact that I didn't have room for. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. That's amazing. All uh-huh. right. I'm going to give it a four. Okay. That scene was not in it. I'd probably give it a two. I'd give yeah. it a one. Yeah. 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 Um, All right. Well, this week you guys made me watch Reanimator. What are you guys making me watch next week? Well, we're not making you watch anything. Oh, next yay. Week, it's Todd. listener request. Yes. Listener request. And this month our theme was Mikey movies, which does not necessarily have to be something. Something Mikey would like, but it's I prefer that. Your well, of course, <laughs> it's your batshit insane movie that you right. like, and you guys chose Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh wow, it's clowns with a K. Killer Clowns yeah. from Outer Space. It's Look, an insane word. clown posse. Oh it, wow, <laughs> I have never seen this. So what? I, I haven't mean, seen does it either. Seem I have no like idea. The kind of movie that I would watch. For it's myself. like this, but like worse. It's, it's not like, as well ooh. made. It's not. Oh, that's not a good sign. Yeah, I know. It's also an '80s movie, though. So right. Yeah, All right, but man. It, that's like a famous B horror movie. Well, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah. For next week. All right, it's come time for Mikey to read a review. Mikey, you're gonna pull one up. Yep, I already got it. Oh, awesome. So, guys, if you want Mikey to read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, and we will read it. This week's review comes from Katie Manns. Oh, nice. That's her username. I hope it's not her real name. Sure. There's no accent. Okay. I listen to this podcast while I work, and I laugh out loud. Oh. They're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> They're dumb but hilarious jokes. Oh. Wow. Oh. Wow. Maybe. That is hurtful. <laughs> Mine are the hilarious ones. Oh, mine are the dumb ones? <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm all out of bubble gum. I, I don't even have any. <laughs> uh, make me feel like I'm with my own group of friends. Aww. Nice. Their t- take on the movie is always informative and insightful, and Todd's constant, I hated it, <laughs> yeah. makes me crack up every I time. I thought you said you weren't doing any accents. <laughs> yeah, I'll do a Todd accent. <laughs> hey, everybody! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I like to have energy while I speak. Go do a sideshow. <laughs> A show. <laughs> side show. Side show. I love when you fail while you're making fun of me. It makes me so happy. It's a lot of bubblegum talk. Uh, makes me crack up every time. Love this group and this podcast. Five stars. Aww, well, thank, thank you so you. much, Katie Man. That was really sweet. She actually did five star emojis at the end, which oh, I appreciate. That is awesome. Ten stars. That's so many Ten stars. stars. <laughs> thank you very much for the awesome review. Yeah. All right, guys. We are a member of the Consequence Podcast Network. So if yeah. you would check out their stuff. Uh, like some of their great shows like Kyle Meredith with This Must Be the Gig, The Opus, mm-hmm. The Losers Club, The Halloweenies, The Assembly, Ghost the Echo, Ghost Echoes, The Fifth, Echoes, the fifth Dimension. Dimension. They got a bunch of podcasts. Yeah, they got now. a bunch of shit going and on. And a lot of them are doing live or video, like live yeah. watch alongs or like Instagram live happy hour. So check that out. And so are we. We are yeah. going to be yeah. doing them. We've actually already been doing them. I heard yeah. later this year we're going to have a tournament where all of the podcasts fight to the death. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Woo. All right. So guys, check out that and check out their website. Consequenceofsound.com. They do a lot of horror movie. Well, honestly, regular movies, sort of pop culture stuff and yeah. music. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Yeah. And if you want to check out our shit, go to horrorvirgin.com where you can see Jen's blog and links to the merch store and stuff like that. Or if you want to follow us on social, we are at horrorvirgin. Mikey is at mrandolph24 and has just started tweeting. Jen is at Jen Ferratu <laughs> wow. with two N's and I'm at Todd J. Awesome <laughs> on all the socials. Uh, and if you can't financially support the show, please do by going to patreon.com slash horrorvirgin for 
a lot of great levels and a lot of great things. Uh, we do bonus episodes, a lot of extra bonus video content. We're doing a listener request next week with all levels can vote and yeah. suggest movies for. So it's very inclusive. It's a lot of fun there. But if you can't afford to help financially support the show, but still want to join a community of awesome people where you get daily free content, join the Facebook group because you'll get daily free content. It's awesome. And it's very supportive. And I know people want to feel like they're a part of a community right now where they're in self-isolation. And that's not a bad way to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is really cool. It's really a great group of people. I, like, love it. I did not. When you first suggested a Facebook group, I was like, Mm, I, I, really, I, I really have to thank the cult podcast because when we were at Panic uh-huh. Fest, they're the ones that suggested we started it. Yeah. And I love that we did. So thank you very much to the cult podcast. Check out them. Yeah. So that's going to be it for us, yeah. guys. <laughs> I'm Jen. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin Todd, guys. <laughs> have an amazing week. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. I keep forgetting to say that. Bye. Back to life, nerds. I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, we know. Single nerds. <laughs> Make me feel fine. <sighs> Consequence Podcast Network.